Hi, I'm Stacy. I love chatting about how to find our callings, preferably cozied up with steaming beverages in a coffee shop. You can connect with me on social media at Stacy Summerow and subscribe to StacySummerow.com for a free discernment packet called How to Make the Right Choice. God's adventure awaits, my friend, and I am thrilled you're on the journey with me. And welcome to another episode of Called and Caffeinated. My goodness, I have missed you guys. How have you been? It's been such a while since we've sat down for coffee. And a good part of the, well, really the whole reason for that is just because pregnancy for me is very difficult and I am exhausted all the time. I need a daily nap and I usually don't get one. So I'm very happy to have had a successful birth. My little sweet boy, Michael Ambrose Summerow, made his entrance into the world right before Christmas. And he did have a short NICU stay, but fortunately he moved in a positive direction 24 hours after he was born and he was home three days after that. So we're so thankful we got to have a beautiful, sweet, wonderful Christmas at home all together as a family. And it's just been just the sweetest, dreamiest, most tired days of my life. Um, but such such a blessed time. I, I know tomorrow my kids are going to be like this little guy who's seven pounds. You know, he's going to be growing up and having a beard and a job and going off to college. So <laughs> I am not too eager for uh, to miss these days. I don't want to miss these days. So I've been just really soaking them up. But I've also missed making podcasts. So I am grabbing a quiet moment to come on here and record an episode about reviving my dying prayer life. Um, and I call it my dying prayer life. That sounds a little dramatic, but I call it that because Every pregnancy for me, this thing happens where I just totally fall off the wagon in my prayer life. I've been pregnant four times in the last five years, so this is not a good pattern. And what ends up happening is I don't sleep well, I'm exhausted all the time, and so I give myself, I think, necessary grace to just let go of some of those more stringent prayer routines that I follow when I'm not pregnant. But then what happens is... I get used to not praying as much. And so then I lose my motivation to pray. And so then once I lose my motivation to pray, then I lose my desire to pray. And I forget, it doesn't matter how many times God has shown me his goodness and done amazing things in my life. I just forget the joy of prayer. I forget that my life is actually better when I'm praying regularly. And so I find it really hard to get back on the wagon and I'm, I'm just fighting uphill. So if you find yourself in that, place. Maybe you are not pregnant, but maybe you have just moved. Maybe something has happened with, with your routine to majorly shake it up. You know, whatever season of life you're in, I think we all go through these times of falling off the wagon in our prayer life. And um, so I want to speak to that. And honestly, I'm approaching this from the standpoint of someone who has just gone through this phase myself. And so I approach this topic with a lot of humility, and I just want to share some of the things that have helped me. So Bullet points work well for me, so I'm going to share five things that have really helped me get back on the wagon um, and help me really get organized and actually have a regular prayer life. So let's dive in and here we go. The first point is to make your busy life a prayer. So when I know I haven't been praying enough or I haven't been praying well, um, I tend to be really hard on myself and then I just want to hide from God. And then kind of like Adam and Eve in the garden, I just want to run and hide instead of letting that lead me back to him, I, in all honesty, I just kind of want to join in with the voices in my head that say, you're doing it all wrong. And I just want to 
jet in the other direction. So instead of doing that, just make a conscious decision to look at your busy schedule and just face it without shame. And I'm guessing that you have lots of things in there that you really truly do have to do. If you're out in the world and you're not living the religious life or um, you're not a priest, you have a lot of obligations in your life. So in my case, you know, cooking meals for my family, cleaning, just being available for my kids is pretty much my entire day. So the kids get up at five. They don't go to bed until eight or 8.30. And there's really no regular time during all those hours when they're all asleep or quiet. So my my littlest, uh, my second littlest now, my two-year-old, um, she has a brain injury which leads which has led to a sleep disorder for her so many days she only naps for a couple of minutes and that's just that's just how it is so instead of just letting that shame take me away from god i have been facing it in my own life and i have been turning that all those things that i'm doing doing my best to turn them into a prayer of love for god and trusting that he understands that he understands i can't just drop the the baby who needs to nurse and go and you know have a holy hour so i'm making those difficult moments those sticking points where i just don't want to do this thing or that thing anymore i offer that up as a prayer and sometimes um my prayer also is just a whispered prayer as I go up or down the stairs. Um, we have a crucifix in every room in our house, I think, and one on the stairs. And so sometimes we'll, I'll just kiss the cross as I go down the stairs. And you know what? Even though that's not really deep conversation with the Lord, that still matters to the Lord. It's a legitimate form of prayer. So it matters to God. So first of all, just, just face the busyness of your life and just offer that to him and say, I'm going to let you have this. And Um, I'm going to bring you into this in whatever way I can. Second, plan it out. Okay, so I was on this marriage retreat a month ago with one of my wonderful parish priests. Um, His name is Father Vicaro. I just, we, we love him. He's a wonderful priest. And he gave my husband and me and everyone who was attending this retreat the advice Um, to guard your spouse's prayer life. He said, do you know when your spouse prays and where your spouse prays and how your spouse prays? He said, your responsibility is to guard that prayer time. It's part of your job of getting your spouse to heaven. And John and I were like, whoa, (laughs) that was just a huge wake up for me because I know John prays every night before bed. Um, But for me, that doesn't work because I'm so tired. I just float right off to sleep immediately. And then I'm honestly not going to wake up before 5 a.m. before my my two-year-old wakes up um, because I'll be too tired throughout the day and I don't have regular time throughout the day. So carving out time has been really difficult. But um, what John and I agreed on was that when he came home from work, he was going to give me time away where if I didn't get other time during the day, I could go ahead up to our room and close the door. He'll take the kids and I'll just get my 20 minutes before I start cooking dinner to just recenter myself. Um, I'm still reasonably awake. I'm not going to fall asleep during that time. And I can just sit down and I can actually engage in the kind of prayer that connects me with God more deeply than just, you know, a whispered Hail Mary as I go about my day. So make a plan. Um, Maybe that means just having an accountability buddy, (laughs) which is a weird word, but whatever. Um, Having a friend help you, help you out. Your spouse, your, whoever you live with, um, keep each other accountable, make a plan. And even if it's really difficult, I'm betting that you could make room in there somewhere. And then once you start doing that, you're going to start to remember, oh my gosh, my life actually is so much better when I pray. 
I feel loved. Like I, I feel confident. I just feel like things are taken care of. My life is a million times better instead of just rushing around feeling like I have to do everything. So I just want to take a little aside here um, after that second point before we dive into our third point. And I just want to let you know that I've been doing something that's been such just an amazing um, boon for me in the last couple of months. I partnered with a gal named Emily Tate from the Catholic All Year Marketplace. She collaborates with Kendra Tierney um, for on the Catholic All Year Marketplace. And it's an amazing website if you've never been there before. They sell all kinds of uh, Catholic liturgical living goods. So you, it'll help you and your family with your uh, liturgical living, your prayer life. Man, they have so many beautiful ideas. And my role with them has been for the last couple of months to be their candle maker. So I have this line of, I think they're really fabulous candles. And uh, we just finished uh, selling our Christmas candle that was called Venite Adoremus. They all have, you know, Latin names. Of course they do. This is me we're talking about. So of course I'm going to give my candles Latin names. (laughs) Um, My personal favorite is Gaudium Chaley, which is called, um, that's Joy of Heaven in English. And that one has bergamot, white aloe, lily, pear, um, all kinds of different beautiful scents mingling together. And I just could sit there and smell it all day. Um, We also have the Domestica Ecclesia, the domestic church candle. This would be fabulous for a housewarming gift, for a baby shower, for a bridal shower, for a Mother's Day gift. And that one is pure beeswax sprinkled with cardamom and cinnamon. So I get really nerdy about my candles because I've done some research into them and have found out that beeswax is actually a a far superior material to any other wax um, that could be used. It actually releases negative ions when it burns and so it purifies the air, which is wild. So it'll take the mold and the dust and dirt and pollen and so forth out of the air and it can actually help purify the air in your house. Also, it has just a beautiful scent on its own. And then I have added phthalate-free fragrances to uh, to the beeswax to just even make that even better. Um, so I just love making candles. My children get in on get in with it on me. What, what am I trying to say? My children get in on it with me. There we go, Stacy. And it's become a bit of a family business where they help me make the candles. It's been such a source of life for me. So if you would like to check those out, there are candles for a bunch of different occasions. We have Lent coming up. So that's an amazing time to get a Memento Mori candle. And that one I love because it it has a little label on the front where you can cross off each day of the 40 days of Lent to help you keep your prayer resolutions. So... This whole episode is about keeping your your prayer life, reviving your prayer life. And so this is a perfect candle for anyone who is looking for, for that, um, that accountability. So if you want to check it out, just go to market.catholicallyear.com. I think that is the address. And to be honest, let me check. Market, yes, market.catholicallyear.com. That's what it is. And you can go ahead and check out all of the beautiful candles. I'm adding more very soon. So it's something I'm really excited about. It's been a huge source of life for my family and a huge source of life for me in this very busy season of my life where I find it very difficult to um, to podcast and release videos on YouTube and so forth. So that is my little plug for my little candle business. Um, and let's dive back into uh, our five points about reviving your prayer life. The third point I have for you today is to tithe your time. 
10% of your time. This one I heard from a talk a few years ago, and I just can't remember the speaker's name, unfortunately. I'm so sorry, I cannot give her credit. But what she said was brilliant. She said, think about the first 10% of your free time and give that to God. So just like we tithe our money, we give 10%. Um, we can also tithe our time. And I have, I, if you're like me, I have this long list of things that I've been waiting to do all day. And if the kids go down for a nap and I miraculously have synchronized nap and quiet time, I want to dive into those things right away in the worst way, or I just want to take a nap. <laughs> but what I've started trying to do, and this is when I do this, God blesses me. He makes my life so much better. He just, things work out. Things are less stressful when I do this. I give God the first 10% of my time. So I can't do an entire holy hour, but if I have, say, 30 free minutes, and I think I can count on 30 minutes, I give God three minutes. I can't do a holy hour, but I can give God three minutes. And that also makes it less intimidating because I don't have to dive in with this whole, you know, rosary, chaplet, um, you know, whatever, whatever routine scripture. I don't have to do all the things. Just give God the first 10% of your time and he's going to bless you so much. Um, and just those small chunks of time throughout the day, whenever you get a moment, those can make an enormous difference. Fourth in our list of five things that will help you revive your prayer life is to really know the kind of prayer that gives you life and prioritize that. So if saying the rosary is not your favorite and it doesn't really give you that connection to God, it's okay to not make that the first thing that you do. That can be more of a, a bonus thing. For me, my time is best spent getting into the word of God with Lexio Divina. I read scripture. I also will pray my prayer of surrender and I let that lead me into an authentic conversation with God. In fact, at this retreat that I was at, um, Father Vicaro, my parish priest, who I re referenced before, he recommended that we spend about 50% of our time in prayer doing, you know, maybe more rote prayers or Lexio Divina or something like that. And then about 50% of our time having authentic conversation with God. That's not going to be a formula that works for every single person, but I think that's just a good starting point. Um, and it made sense to me that, you know, you need to do something to get out of the mindset of your busy day and into the place of prayer, of being present to God. And then you need to stay there for a while. You need to sit there with him. So for me, reading the word of God, um, reading scripture gets me out of the mindset of I have my long list of things to do and it helps really immerse me um, in into the world of prayer. And then once I'm there, I can stay there and let God tell me whatever he wants to, to tell me. So whatever is going to be the fastest path for you, the best, most reliable path for you, Please do that first, prioritize that first, whatever it gives you life. You don't have to do all the things, um, but just do the things that are most important to you and, and make sure you're prioritizing that connection with God because truly, you know, prayer is, is connecting with the person that you love the most, that you want to spend eternity with. It's really quite that simple. So number five on our list is to just spend a few minutes when you're in that place of I don't want to pray. I don't want to do this. Why am I even doing this? And you've gotten that spiritual amnesia that I talked about at the beginning. Spend a few minutes thinking about how having a strong prayer life affects you and how God has worked in your life in the past. And remind yourself of that every time you want to skip praying. Write it down. I'm a big fan of writing things down because 
Somehow they will catch my eye at the most random moment and they will have an effect on me. They will actually make me do the thing that I wanted to make myself do on the days when I didn't feel like doing it. (laughs) So I know in my heart of hearts that if I pray before I start a project, it's going to go better. I know that if I pray through a situation that I'm struggling with, I'm just going to handle it better. And I know that if I'm praying for John's, my husband's specific intentions, thoughtfully, my marriage is going to be better. But I always forget. So just really take time to get really specific and say, where has my prayer life made my life better in the past? So recalling that can can just bring that right to the surface and immediately reignite your desire to pray, which is going to lead you to, to, to start to change the habit that you've gotten yourself into. So those are my points for you. Those are my tips for you in this little mini-sode. Um, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, is this, you know, is this show becoming like a, like a vlog kind of, <laughs> or a blog in, uh, in audio form? Um, I haven't done quite as many interviews lately. And honestly, a lot of that, as I mentioned before, is just because it's really hard to get a full hour of daylight time to do an interview. Um, I, w- I really want to make sure I, I give my guests enough time to get into something. So I'm not going to book something for book them for half an hour. I really want to have time to get into into things with them. So these little these little kind of moments where I can kind of jump in and and just record something when I have a moment of quiet time is what's working for me right now. I really hope to do a lot more interviews in the future, though, because um, there are so many wonderful guests, so many books that I have on my shelf, and I'd love to interview the authors. But, you know, if you have questions or topics that are on your heart or something that's been kind of um, nagging at you, please feel free to visit my website, which is stacysummerow.com. Drop me a line. Um, I read every message, and sometimes it takes me a while to get back to people. I will be transparent about that. Um, But I always try to get back to people, and um, I always eventually get back to them and I always read the messages. So that helps me understand what the needs of of my listeners are. And I know discernment is a really hard, uh, well, it's just hard to be a Christian in general, but I know discernment is one of those topics that is a sticking point for a lot of people. A lot of people are struggling with it. So I love and I welcome all questions and please let me know what would serve you best. So in the meantime, until I see you again, please pray for my family. And uh, as we adjust to the new baby in our life, little Michael, and I will be praying for you. And if you have any desire to join me for video chats, we, my Patreon community does video chats twice a month. Uh, We took a little break when Michael was born, but we're going to be starting up again next month regularly. The first Monday of the month, we pray a rosary together and then have a, a, a short chat afterwards. And then the third Monday of the month, we have just an open video conversation where we connect. I'm telling you guys, these people who are on this chat are amazing. We have formed friendships with people around the country, people come back regularly. We have people who have really formed this community and we're going to have an in-person meetup this year, which I am so excited about. So if you want in on this community and it's something that um, is on your heart that you feel like you need support in your spiritual life and you would like to join us, I would love to have you. The pledges start at just $5 a month and you can go up from there if you want to. And that support helps fund my shows. It helps make uh, more episodes like this possible. So Thank you so much to all my Patreon supporters. And if you want to join, just go to patreon.com slash called and caffeinated. There will, of course, be a link for that in the show notes, as well as a link to uh, the market for Catholic All Year, where you can purchase my candles. 
And thank you so much to everyone who's purchased a candle. It's so special to see them going out all around the country. Um, So I love you guys and I'll talk to you soon. And may God bless you until we sit down for coffee next.